0: Hi there! Hello, Candy <laughs> Brainiacs, and welcome to let me guess, episode 172. You're right. Ah, I'm good.
1: Welcome to Somebody's keeping track. I know you're so good. It's impressive. <sighs> it's, scary. it's almost like we did a practice run. Almost. <laughs> How you doing today, Suze? It's so nice to be here. We're
0: doing things very different today because most of the time I show up early in the morning. Well, early. Right. <clears throat> First
1: early enough thing-ish. to
0: mix, miss traffic and still, you know, get here at a reasonable hour. Ah, uh, but we are not doing this early in the morning today. We're doing this late in the afternoon because we had a very special morning, didn't we? Oh my God. Tell. Our people, where we were.
1: We had a Brain Candy Brainiac, one of our listeners, who auditioned and went on Jeopardy.
0: Jeopardy, people.
1: Here in LA. They tape in in near, not too far away. And we drove there and were in the audience. Mm -hmm. And if you were wondering what Alex Trebek's (laughs) uh, favorite Potent Potable is, I have the answer. And surprisingly, it's a two-parter. It is. He <laughs> likes two things. The first one... Chardonnay. Uh, and we were like, same. Yes. <laughs> and the second one is a real head scratcher. Uh-huh. I was like, what, what's happening here? 1% milk.
0: 1%. Not two. Not zero. Not full. 1%.
1: What the actual
0: F? What if 1% milk were like a code word for <gasps> something else?
1: Yeah, Alex. Yeah, it, it
0: kind of seemed like maybe he was into that, like, kind of dirty humor, too.
1: Yeah, well, but we also discovered that he, like, Sarah Rice's humor, they both love, like, dad jokes. Love them. He and I are, like, <laughs>
0: kindred joke spirits. Uh-huh.
1: And those two, like, he would say a joke, and then Sarah from the audience would say a joke, and everyone would laugh. Oh, it was my like, God, that is
0: kind of how ridiculous. it
1: Ridiculous. It was real cute.
0: People, he asked one question. He was like trying to figure out, they asked him what his favorite musician is and he kept on trying to uh, think of the musician and he couldn't think of it. He said it was a it. Canadian. And, he, and people kept on guessing it. And I said, maybe we should try asking in the form of the question or answering in the form of a question. <laughs> and I thought it was a great joke. But- the
1: lady next to me did too. I was getting annoyed actually. I,
0: I, I don't know. She was kind of giving me a look like maybe she could, I could stop being quote <laughs> so <unquote> adorable. Funny.
1: <laughs> we had a great time, and I think in the future we'll do like a breakdown of how they do so Jeopardy! Good. Yes, and all that because I learned a lot.
0: Well, if we want to prep for that episode, yeah, I think that I want to do a Sarah Susie trivia because that was so much fun when we do those. So fun. So we need to bring that back. And I will think of some questions to ask you and you can return the favor.
1: All right. Yeah. In the meantime, we have plenty of trivia for today. Oh, we sure do. Um, Let's start by saying that you look great. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) May may I just say, you look fantastic. You make me feel so good. I feel like I know why. I know why too. Because you have a magic ingredient Mm -hmm. and it's a three-step... Acne wash called BioClarity. It's so fabulous. It really is. Okay.
0: Yeah. Personal testimonial. Let's hear it. Well, we all know that I had my master's, uh, like... um advancement to candidacy thing that i had to do i'm sitting here raising my hand like i'm actually giving a testimonial in front of Susie, which you guys can't (laughs) see but i'm really doing that right right now
1: she's Um, swearing on a bible right now
0: but i was feeling you know how you feel the breakout coming on from stress Mm -hmm. and i was like oh no i felt it in multiple places Mm -hmm. like we gotta run some interference on this (laughs) it was and i did my three-step thing
1: nipped it in the bud i totally did
0: good yeah and i'm so happy because you know how your self-confidence is a little like down in the dumps do when know? you know you got like something that could land airplanes on your chin it made me feel really good to know i was going in with clear skin
1: you look great thank you um and i look great you do look great i was lo- i was going through snapfish getting pictures for instagram and i was like I ran across my before oh, picture again, yes, and I keep it because I never. You never know; you might want to like share it someday. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm not at that point. Well, but I was shocked. I even said to Adam, "Like, I can't believe I walked around. Your skin looks for so years good. like that." But my solution is BioClarity, and I want you okay. guys to try it. It's a, it's not abrasive, but it's effective, which is the perfect combination. It's made with natural ingredients. Go to bioclarity.com and you can get your first month for $9.95 plus free shipping, but just be sure to enter, enter our code, which is brain candy. That's how you get that deal. And it's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. And it really is my solution. So bioclarity.com, enter code brain candy for that deal. Um, I was reading about haunted dolls on eBay. <gasps> oh my gosh! I know that like it's not October anymore and spooky stuff no, is not. I'm still into it. I am too. I don't care. So we call this residual, like like leftover. <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, on eBay, which I'm a big eBayer, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to sell intangibles. So you can't sell anything like that can't be proven to be delivered. And mm-hmm. so haunted dolls are kind of like the loophole because it's a doll.
0: So it is physical, so you can deliver it.
1: Yeah, but whenever you sell it as haunted, you have to put a disclaimer that it's like not guaranteed to be haunted. <laughs> <laughs> and <then laughs> Haunting may stay at current location. Yeah, and the article was awesome because it was sort of like saying how they put the del- the disclaimers in scare quotes, so it's almost like, this is this might not be haunted but it's totally haunted. Oh so but my So that people gosh. know that like and they all have these elaborate backstories of like here there was a girl murdered and this doll yeah. took on the thing and the dolls have like creepy features and here's yes. what's hilarious they have three categories hilarious that
0: are terrifying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> to me the true <laughs> out <laughs> that when they this uh article sort of said we broke down it the dolls into three categories that they typically fall into baby Mm -hmm. Victorian Mm -hmm. and clown (laughs) (laughs) this is
0: fabulous yeah my mother-in-law is an avid doll collector
1: okay and
0: my husband I had when when we moved in my I inherited this beautiful collection that I still love to this day antique head vases are there they're popular. They were really popular in the 1950s, 60s. They're these beautiful ceramic sculptures, but they're a woman's face. You, most of the time, a woman's face or a little girl's face. And you can put little flowers in They them. have one on faces. Friends, on the set they're of a thing. They're yeah. like a total thing. They're really cool. Because he has this terrifying fear of dolls, because he grew up in a house surrounded by dolls, he made me put them all away. I can't even have them out. He's like, nope, put them away. No. I
1: can't.
0: His mother's house... And she decorated his entire room with Raggedy Ann and Andy stuff. So oh. he grew up from day one was surrounded by dolls. I've got pictures of of Landon from when he was little, where you have to, it's like Where's Waldo? Find his face in the like clowns, oh doll God. clown everywhere. That was his childhood. He cannot be around. What him. do you
1: think though? Makes so many people are afraid of clowns and and haunted dolls and things. Oh. What is that in our us that oh. ma- it's almost like. We're afraid that they're not pretend that these are real Well, I think the clown one comes
0: from like I can imagine that there being a negative association, like something where you you've You've never experienced something like that. If you're a four-year-old, you have a a very clear understanding of, like, this is a person. I'm a person. A person looks like this. And then all of a sudden, this thing that you only associate as being on your television or in books is then in real life. I could imagine it would be the same as seeing a little, you know, you have a stuffed, like, bear. And then you see a gigantic bear. You're like, I... That is too intense. I am too small. I feel... And you don't know where to categorize it in your brain. And if you just cry and your parent doesn't comfort you in the right way, you can form a negative attachment right there and then mm-hmm. to whatever the item is. So I can imagine that there's – it depends on how the attachment
1: around that doll or around whatever it is was formed. Right. But why is clown such a big it's one? It's a big one. Huge for people. Well, and when we talked about the Ronald McDonald Hamburger uh-huh. University clown thing, the, they, it was very important to them – that, you know how Ronald's nose is red, but it's a very small face paint yeah. red. It's not that sort of big, round, bulbous clown nose. And that was intentional because they said that that was something that really creeps kids out. Is this mm-hmm. sort of like not human nose. <laughs> yeah. I
0: think it's the not human. They don't know where to categorize it in your brain. Of like, yes. this should
1: be... It's not a person, but it's not a thing. Yeah. I remember being very traumatized by...
0: Do you remember that TV show um, Gummy Bears that was on a long time ago? Gummy Bears okay. bouncing
1: here and there
0: and oh, everywhere. Da, 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 da. <laughs> okay, well, uh, they had, how was it, like Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm or something, but they had giant, like the Gummy Bears yeah, live Frankie. thing. All the pictures are of me terrified and crying. Yeah. And I, I can even think back and remember how it it was like a, they're not supposed to unsettling. be like this. Yeah. They're supposed to be there in my storybook where I can deal with For it. Like they're small. Delicious gelatin candies. Yes. I can pop them into my mouth, bite size. This, I, I'm, this is a losing battle.
1: Well, on a separate sort of note, but related to the intangible sales, mm-hmm. did you hear about the guy that was selling on Craigslist? What? A jar of his own farts. No,
0: no, no, <laughs> no, not okay. And also, if those not are okay. going for high dollar, then my husband's in the wrong business and we need to start getting a supply of jars because, boy, oh boy, we can keep a roof over our head with the gas he's got going on.
1: <laughs> what do you think is causing it for him? Is it something he's eating? Sometimes I can point
0: it. I, I know what well, I know that it's food related, it is but then i so like, gross. I ate the same thing, and you have to try.
1: Yeah, well, let's not stay on that because that's too Please much for God, me. No, but just to return to the um, the ghosts, the haunted dolls. Oh, right, right. I wanted, like, I wanted you to explain to me mm-hmm. what it is about us as human beings that sort of wants to be haunted like we kind of want to see a ghost and we kind of want to feel paranormal. Do you think that's
0: the mystery of like wanting a, uh, that's our desire to want to know about what's next? Like the the about answers being to the more afterlife. To the story. Yeah. yeah, the same reason that's why you read the bo- like people want to invest in religion because they want to have the answers to the unexplained. Yeah. And all of us really want to know what what like we're
1: scared of it, but oh. it's also like we kind of want it, mm-hmm. and that there is a fine line between like desire and repulsion. You know, I think it's almost a uh, a desire, a
0: desire, like you mentioned, to get yourself to a heightened state of arousal. I think that's really it. Yeah, and that people to feel alive. yes, yeah. And that people want to feel like that feeling. Think back to the time where you most enjoyed being scared. I would imagine it's when you were a teenager or a young adult
1: mm-hmm. where you're
0: kind of testing the boundaries. It's also the same time you're experimenting with other things, experimenting mm-hmm. with other ways to push the limits of because we want to see like How safe is safe? And then some of us have pushed the limit so far where we're like, nope, I hate scary movies. I never want to do anything like that again. That's, I don't want that. I'm now somebody who's like, nope, don't want to see it. I did that. That's too scary. It's, you know. I would
1: love to read more about the science of fear. Yeah. Oh,
0: Oh, my God. I'm going to bring her up next week for our Badass Bitches Through History. I have a woman who studies fear, and she was on Samantha B, and she's done a whole bunch of studies on the history of fear, and it's like a real thing, and she is a fear doctor.
1: A fear for, doctor? For,
0: she has her PhD in, like, fear. Wow. Psychology with, the, with a, a... I mean, I bet she like, has a lot of info. Yes, so write that down of who I'm going to talk to, and she was on Samantha B, and you can look it up. It was like t- three or four episodes ago or three or four weeks ago, hmm. but yeah, that's definitely something that you can study and gives a lot of information and there is a bunch to study.
1: Yeah. I would like to read more about it because it's something we all experience, but we kind of like don't even know why, mm-hmm. where it comes from. And even I notice, especially cause I have a son, i He's afraid of dogs.
0: And also the weird, like, you never know. What's he afraid of?
1: He's afraid of so many things. And I think, I know that I didn't ingrain that into him because, like, he's afraid of dogs. I love dogs when I greet them. And and I'm like, where the hell did that come from? Because I always thought things like that came from, like, they had a bad experience. And I'm with him all the time. And I don't know where that came from. And he's super afraid of just our house. Like, he will not go into a room without us. I know that part of that's being an only child, but I just would be interested to learn more about the origins of the genesis of fear within a person. and
0: Because it's got to, ha- it serves a purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: definitely a, a good thing to a certain extent. So yeah, I'm sure right. that that is a, having a, a son who has healthy fears of, you know, exploring a new area Without some understanding of what environment he's going into, will be really helpful in some other, you know, yeah, thing. But
1: yeah, and evolutionarily, I get it. It's yeah. There's mo- there's uh, things that cause that biologically, but
0: and then phobias, and then like they can get stronger, or right. you know, some things can
1: trigger them. Mm, I'll tell you what I'm not scared of is some delicious meat. <laughs> Nothing to be scared of with (laughs) that. I grew up in a house where like, we didn't have a lot of money, but when we really wanted to have a great meal, we ordered Omaha Steaks. Mm. My dad, I swear he's keeping Omaha Steaks in business because he orders so much stuff from them and now they're partnering with us. And so I'm super excited to tell you guys about a deal that we have for you um, where you can get... This gigantic box full of deliciousness sent to your door. It also makes a great gift. And um, Mm -hmm. guess who's getting one? My dad. Your dad. Oh, my God. This (laughs) is the perfect gift for your dad. Right. It's sort of like the perfect gift for somebody who has it all. And around the holidays, like, you don't want to go to the store and get all the stuff you need for, like, a nice meal. And this is a great way to uh, provide that. They send this box, and it's called the Family Gift Back. Sorry family gift pack and you can get it at omahasteaks.com entering code braincandy in the search bar which you can get for only forty nine ninety nine, which is oh guess my God, what? it comes with everything 75% off I can't even believe it because I got that box I know and you were like a r- rave reviews over I'm there I'm still
0: working through it
1: it <laughs> five meals later it includes two filet mignons two sirloins two pork chops, two boneless chicken breasts, two, uh, kielbasa, four kibasi sausages, four burgers, four potatoes au uh, gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha Steak seasoning packet, plus you get four additional kibasi sausages free. If you go to omahasteaks.com and enter our code BRAINCANDY in the search bar and get 75% savings, it's the gift guaranteed to be a hit, and I can attest to that. Delish. Yeah, Omaha Steaks. It's it's an exclusive savings just for our listeners. So that is a lot of stuff you get for less than fifty bucks. Yeah,
0: we're packing it uh, all like the steaks and the kielbasa sausage and going on a road trip up north. And by the time we get there, it'll all be ready to go right on the barbecue because it'll all be defrosted and ready to go.
1: That's so nice. Oh, I know. Perfect plan, right?
0: For yeah. For Randy's birthday. Oh, that and is Then we nice. get nice steak dinner for his birthday and don't have to do any prep.
1: It's really yummy. Money back guarantee if you ask me. I'm, I'm just saying that I'm guaranteeing it personally. Oh. <laughs> me personally because it's so delish. Nice. Anyway. Um, okay. Oh, I got a story for you. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Did you hear about...
0: The women who were rescued at sea after a month? Yes. What do you think about that?
1: Okay. Yeah, I
0: knew you were going to have something (laughs) to say about this. I'm like, I have to bring it up.
1: So if you are not privy, there are these two broads who decided to go from Hawaii to what? Malaysia or something? Uh, Tahiti. Tahiti. Jennifer and Tasha. (laughs) And they took their dogs. Yes. And they went on this little boat and it was supposed to be just a couple week trip. Yeah. And allegedly, according to them, they hit a storm off the coast of Hawaii. Their engine broke. They ran and off course. They whatever. ran off course. And then f- they were at sea for five months. And luckily, they had a water purifier and lots of food, so they were okay. But they just were floating in an abyss of mm-hmm. water. People, re- They were rescued, and everyone was so happy. But then something weird happened. Yes. Where it was like, oh, it turns out they had a, f- what's, not a flare, what's the word for what uh, they had? They a had a laser
0: an, um, beam. A GP like a GPS, like an emergency locator thing that they didn't turn on.
1: Yes. Well, but
0: here's also the other part is that there was a small craft advisory in the area that warned of wind speeds, but they were below 35 miles an hour and they reported that they were in a storm with winds f- at seventy two miles yeah, an hour. The storm. Which they, they were said- like, that's super rare. And they said that they um basically that they uh,
1: they everything that they stress said-
0: like And that they were, it was a three day storm and they were almost capsized, and you know, they everything was terrible, but it didn't match up with the weather.
1: Something's fishy, (laughs) haha. It's perfect (laughs) because what they're saying happened doesn't add up with Mm -hmm. what was actually going on on the boat in terms of their ability to call for help and their decision not to use it because they claim. Oh, we never feared for our life, they said and you're it, supposed yeah, to only- it would only
0: be if it got to that point where we were scared for our life. Five months?
1: Yeah, no joke. Are you out of your goddamn mind? They said
0: on the first night, there was a fierce storm that lasted for three days, and that's what left him like this. But
1: what the heck? Something is up. I know. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't either, but what and would be their motivation? shark attacks. How about that one? How they said that the sharks were like... Circling the boat. And like bumping into it. Like they said and, the sharks were trying to like... Get and then on they, the, the people
0: who are... Uh, I was reading further and like people who... They were saying that they were tiger sharks or some like specific kind of sharks. And the people who study those sharks say... That's not the kind of behavior that sharks would ever exhibit. Yeah, and these were
1: bozos. These ladies, I think so too. And I hate to be calling out the but group. What of do ladies you think? See. Is there? <laughs> what's their motivation, though? You think they want to write a book or what? What could possibly be their motivation aside from attention? What if they
0: just really loved the movie Castaway? <laughs> It was like cosplay. Yeah. (laughs) And she was like, you go as the volleyball. I'll go as Tom Hanks. We'll make it a whole thing. I mean... It'll be a weekend.
1: Anything's possible, but it just, like, to me, it doesn't add up. But then I think, what was the point? Well, and then
0: they had a sail. Like, they had a mast. And if they had a mast upright, then they would have been able to sail fine. They said that
1: the sail eventually broke, and they were just drifting around. Mm. Those two hookers. I don't know what they were doing. The The tiger shark
0: one really threw me out uh, like-
1: I'm glad you they're don't okay. Make the,
0: don't make clams about animals when you don't know the behavior of the animal. That I thought you
1: said don't make clams about them. Oh, and I'm like, you know that. what? That Don't do that. <laughs> don't make clams don't of make your- Don't <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Yes. I knew you were going to have some fun stuff to say on that.
1: I have- Question. oh what did you see the jeff goldblum tattoo video
0: oh <gasps> no oh my god shut up it's Somebody's almost like saying, this video
1: was made for you i know
0: i'm like wait jeff goldblum was involved in something i didn't know about it all i know is that he has a jazz band and i really want to go see it and they perform in la every now and then we definitely i know need- and he doesn't rehearse and it's just like a fun night with jeff goldblum i'm like why have we not already seen that why haven't i had an affair with jeff goldblum arm <laughs> Shh, i'm sorry Landon. <laughs> but i'm just saying
1: I actually lost my breath. <laughs> oh my God. Here's what I think oh when I hear God. that. I when I hear totally that I think die. we've been doing things wrong.
0: Wrong. Like oh,
1: we've been living our life wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. That he plays in LA. <laughs> and here I am sitting around watching Cheers in my house mm-hmm. and we- he's jazzing it up down yep. the road. Yep. I could be going oh my and God. I could be
0: telling him facts about Tyrannosaurus Rex right now.
1: Let me tell you. About also, his...
0: that's the last opening line I should use with Jeff Goldblum. So let me make sure I talk about it now. So when I actually see him, I don't say that.
1: We're going to have to. So when we, we have to reverse this. When we were at Jeopardy today, I had to keep feeding questions <laughs> to Sarah to ask like the various people like Alex and then the announcer. Yeah, because she wouldn't say him. So
0: she's like, here, Sarah, say this.
1: No, it's not that I wouldn't. It's that I don't want to keep being oh, that Oh, right, person. right. you
0: did ask what is his favorite potent potable. Yeah,
1: I okay, have so about 15 questions. Right. I got to share them. Dude, but I really fucked up. I feel like I need to do like Cyrano de Bergerac with yes. you and Jeff Goldblum yep. or something. At least an
0: earpiece. So a piece of the ear. <laughs> I'll tell you when I fucked up is when Susie said, Sarah, Sarah, ask Alex, Alex Trebek what he keeps in the trunk of his car. And I didn't do it because I got scared because I had already asked him. I already asked the other announcer why he doesn't get laryngitis, or what happens if he gets laryngitis, which is a really good question. Which I also provided. Uh, wait, Susie also <laughs> provided. Thank you. Basically, I had nothing to say. Susie had everything. No, it's to say. just that you get nervous. I get so nervous. Damn. What's wrong with me?
1: I think that's normal. Okay, yeah. What I have is weird. No. But anyway, this video with Jeff Goldman. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Hello. Subject in hand. He is sitting in a chair. I think it's with Esquire, it might be GQ, one or mm-hmm. the other. And. He is exposed to pictures of um, people who have gotten Jeff Goldblum tattoos, oh and he rates them one to ten, <laughs> and like describes what they are.
0: I just want to see Jeff Goldblum rate anything. Oh my god, I'm in love with him. It is so. I love him. Good. I love him. I'm having feelings right now.
1: <laughs> I mean, Sarah, if you saw this, you'd be like, I need. I have to have uh, him right now. I. He has this one,
0: ad, like, he did an ad or some advertising where it's just him in black and white, like, walking around New York talking. I'm like, I'm doing He has so a certain something,
1: doesn't he? So, so. Like, I mean, he's Jewish, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, part of it. He's Jewish, and he's just dream boat-y. Sarah's, like, actually staring off I into am. space right now. I am. I'm dreaming. I've lost my co-host uh-huh. over a Jeff Goldblum tattoo My video. favorite
0: thing in the whole world is his meme that says, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldbloom. I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's their That's favorite funny. He is pretty special. I just love him. Oh, God. We're going to have to put that in the newsletter. If you want to sign up for our newsletter, go to thebrainkattypodcast.com mm-hmm. and enter oh, your Oh, we'll definitely you know. put that meme in there.
0: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
1: Um, I like read this of really Jeff cool study that I think you would be fascinated Ooh, by. You had me at study. <laughs> okay. Do you feel like you're a person who's good at... Yes. Like if I... <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm kidding. It's true though. But not. But yeah... <laughs> Like, if I said, Sarah, what do you think is going to happen to mm. the United States in the next 20 years? Oh, my God.
0: Nope. Terrible. Bad. Oh, okay. That. Interesting.
1: I'm a terrible predictor of Why? Things.
0: Ooh. You know what? Almost, I think, because I have too much of an imagination.
1: So I com- you'd be like, millions
0: yep. are coming. Uh, or something crazy? Like my mind goes to every place but the most rational, obvious idea. You know, like, it's almost like that. What is a. Uh, um, uh Occam's razor like the most simplest answer is usually the correct one where it's like the most elegant answer I'm the one who's like picking the most chaotic answer and trying to like make that make sense because my mind's like well what if this happens and usually it's the most elegant
1: most correct like obvious well in in this case I love um longitudinal studies oh me too in this case there was a study that was done in, between the years of 1956 to 1962 amongst 436 South African students, and they the professors asked their students to predict what was going to happen for the remaining 40 or so years of the century. Now, was this this was to students? Yeah, at the 19, at a university. Nineteen fifty six to sixty
0: two in South Africa. Yeah. So. Like apartheid during during
1: that. Okay. Okay. What do they say? So 80% of the minorities predicted the end of apartheid and only 4% of whites (gasps) predicted the end of apartheid. And...
0: Ooh, that should say something.
1: What we we learn, and then, you know, this has been replicated and done in other ways, but what we learn is that people tend to predict their fantasy. In the case of apartheid... The, I just proved that with what I said, with the whole imagination and getting, oh, my God. That's so fascinating, In Suze. the case of people of color, they wanted that to end, so that's what they predicted. Yep. It happened to then be true. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that they are good at predicting things. It means that that's just what they wanted to happen. Wow. And that when something benefits you personally, in the case of white people... They didn't think apartheid was going to end because they were super uh-huh. into the fact that they were dominating.
0: Wow. What other times in history has this proven to be? So to
1: they've shown that people, um, if you ask people 20, within the last 20 years, do you think that everything will be automated? You know, robots mm-hmm. sort of thing, mm-hmm. doing our jobs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Most people uh-huh. believe that everything will be automated, but then- Those same people don't think their jobs are at risk. Uh Uh-huh. So they have a sense for like what's happening, but they don't think that it will affect them negatively. You see this as
0: well in the medical field, in the psychology field, when you ask somebody, especially with something like, say, smoking or risky behavior, and you say something like... uh, like a big part of our job is psychoeducation, so we try to educate people on well this is the statistics on these things, and you will find that people will th- despite mountains of evidence will think that they are the exception to the rule they 're usually not going to get cancer from smoking they 're not going to get uh, they 're not going to
1: become an addict if they start drinking that kind of stuff it 's exactly right in, in this article which i 'll put in the newsletter as well. It was saying how this applies, as Sarah said, to health. You know, even when someone's overweight or has like the signs of what many people end up getting diabetes with, they recognize that a a hypothetical person Mm -hmm. would be at greater risk, but with themselves, they can't see their increased risk and they think that can't happen to me and it's it's a it's a natural thing it's a self-preservation technique yeah we need
0: to do it because if you catastrophized everything you put yourself in that category we wouldn't be able to function we have to almost exclude ourselves from any it's
1: weird though sarah because if you think about evolution you think your brain should be constantly like you shouldn't be drinking so much or you shouldn't That's be interesting. You know what I mean? Let's like think about that. Why is our brain sabotaging our I ability think to predict? That then, I, then I think about the people
0: who are hypersensitive to those things and who are very anxiety prone. Mm. And if it gets to a certain point, it becomes crippling because that takes over your normal functioning and you spend, because a lot of times the things that people will get hung up on or worried about are, technically automatic thought that we shouldn't have to think about at all. You shouldn't have to be consciously aware of
1: those risks. Kind of risks. Yeah.
0: And so most of us just move through normal life. If you have to divert your brain power to spending energy on risk management, it almost makes you more prone to risks because your your attention is diverted to prediction
1: yes i was joking inside my brain though about how like i don't think they interviewed very many jewish folks because you know stereotypically jewish folks are always like i'm gonna die i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. get cancer i'm going you know this neurotic idea of like the the jewish people which is wh- why i freaking love them because mm. it's hilarious <laughs> Um, But I thought maybe that particular study with the South Africans doesn't tell us everything we know about culture and predicting of risks and things like that. But I think the concept is so interesting because whenever we do get um, diagnosed with something terrible or we lose someone tragically, there's a sense of like how could this have happened Mm -hmm. even though statistically tragedy happens without – Discrimination right. and things like that. Right. But it's just a thing. Yep. I, I always like so the
0: thing. I was already on reality television. I mean, nothing <laughs> big is going to... I, like, did my big thing. I'm not going to become, like, famous oh, for, like... Oh, that's interesting, When well, I used to travel alone throughout, you know different parts yeah. of the world, I would always say, hey, I'm not going to be the girl who gets kidnapped because I'm already the girl who was on reality TV. You don't go in the newspaper for two things in your life. Well, just you one. also
1: said that I, which I will never forget what? that you don't think anyone would want to kidnap you yeah. because you're like too high maintenance. Be super high. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're too, like you would fight back uh-huh. and you'd be real annoying. Mouthy. <laughs> They're like,
0: Oh, I love back. that. I not somebody who's kidnappable.
1: I'll tell you though. You know, the the people in the study that were overweight and didn't know the risks, I'll tell you who's not going to get overweight, Sigmund. No. Oh, my God. Because not anymore. he has an activity tracker that alerts his master, Sarah. Yes.
0: (laughs) This has become very, very helpful. Now that my schedule has gotten really busy and I can't be home to let him out and go on walks and things like that, I have to rely on dog walkers and outside people to do this. And I'm paying them to do that. I want to make sure that my dog is actually getting exercise and actually getting the, like I'm paying them for that. And now I can make sure that everybody's doing what they should be doing. My husband's walking the dog. I know he's getting enough exercise. At the end of the day, it says, hey- He may need another walk. He hasn't reached all of his like... This is Whistle, by the way. Oh, yeah. You should probably tell the people we're talking about. It's a
1: device that attaches to your pet's collar and allows you to track their location and activity from an app on your phone. It also lets you know if your dog got out of the house and is like wandering the streets. Yep. (laughs) And says, uh, hey, uh, mommy, you need to go get your dog. Mm -hmm. They uh, wandered away. (laughs) And basically, Whistle brings peace of mind to pet owners across the nation. And for a limited time, all of our listeners get 25 bucks off a Whistle device when you use our code BRAINCANDY. Go to Whistle.com and use code BRAINCANDY at checkout. Visit Whistle.com today. Whistle the smarter way to care for your best friend. Mm. It's very cute. Uh, And he does look fit as a fiddle, I will say.
0: He he is in his target weight range now.
1: They don't
0: fat shame him at the vet anymore.
1: That's great. I'm really happy Mm -hmm. for you. Uh, Thank you. He's happy as well. I have a question for you. Oh, please lay it on me. Do you, (laughs) are you a person Mm -hmm. who likes to be at home to poop? Oh, that's a good (laughs) question. Actually, I
0: don't care. Me neither. Because I'm fast and quiet. I've never heard
1: you poop, poop, and I've spent a lot of time with you. Uh Uh-huh. I think it's because I have a good diet. It just slips right out or what? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, so you know how a lot of people have Uh this thing, this hang-up where like they won't do it when they're out or at work or wherever, and I was reading this article in The Atlantic, not because I have this, but because I do this show, and I thought- I bet there's a lot of people in our audience who have this hang up. Yep.
0: I know a lot of people who do. I know a ton of people who cannot use public restrooms.
1: Okay. And so like what do you attribute it to? Like when you think about that? Cuz I always I just I think thought... it's a shame and I think it's a shame thing. Ooh. I think that there
0: was an, there was something that happened like where their parents have or or whoever their their caretaker was labeled that as a shameful private activity that nobody else can you know know about or hear about or it says like you're something about you and so they've labeled it like that and now they carry along this whole like people will think less of me if we do a freaking human bodily activity that every single person has to do all the time like what's the problem
1: wow i think it's a shame thing interesting Mm -hmm. so i mean i think a lot of people like if you ask them they just say they like to be in sort of like a um familiar environment, but they, in this article, we're talking about how, yes, that's true, but there's, it's, if you say, I just feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. in a familiar environment, that that's an emotional explanation, but really our body is, you know, it's, it's not emotional. It's a Mm -hmm. physiological Mm -hmm. response. So like, let's say you're on a trip Mm -hmm. and you get home. A lot of people, evidently, according to this article, Get home from a trip yeah. and go. Yeah. They say, like, they don't, it's, it, there's even a travel. Yes. Travel. Yes. Yeah. Whatever it's called. I never knew about yeah, this. it's a real thing. And so they attributed to. I think it's an anal retentive thing. If I were a
0: Freudian psychologist, I would say that that's the, an, the same people who you'd label as anal retentive and very controlling also control their bowels like that.
1: Well, and in this article, it was saying that it's more like, when you turn the handle to your house and you walk in and you smell that familiar smell, it's just like your body's like, oh, this is where I yep, poop.
0: Yep, that's
1: bonkers. Remember to me. how I
0: told you that I always get that feeling when I go in record stores? Did I tell you that? No. Oh my god! I I know we've had this conversation. Stop. That record stores are a trigger for me to have to go number two, and thank God record stores don't exist anymore because it was like, <laughs> what do you mean, like a like a, a CD, like Tower Records? No, no, no.
1: I know that. Why are you glad they don't exist if they make you want to go? Because I
0: used to always love going and like perusing the the CD racks and everything. And it was like every single time I walked into a Tower Records. Tell me why. Something must have happened when I was a kid there. This is insane. I know that there's got to be something that you could trace back. My dad was was in the music business and did soundtracks for music uh, for... uh, Movies and stuff. So I was in record stores all the time when I was little. I don't know if maybe I had some sort of like accident in there or something. But when I go, when I used to go this with my very dad, Freudian. when he, I, it totally is. My dad had custody when me, of me when I was younger, and like on the weekends, and he would always take us to the record store. And every single time I walked into the record store, I would immediately be like, I have to go to the bathroom, and it was always, <laughs> always an
1: emergency. <laughs> no,
0: yeah. So there's something there. This is insanity. I mean, I probably would need like 16 sessions of therapy to unpack that. You're
1: not even someone that I would consider like a real music... No. ...obsessor. Right, I'm not. Interesting. What about concerts? No, just record stores. (laughs) This is insane. I I mean, you actually aren't really getting how insane that is. All I'm doing is sharing place
0: for me. Some people have, like you said, it's like your home. You come in and something. Here's what I hate about our show. Oh, oh, oh God. Okay.
1: I hate that. Right now, I'm like, okay, that's bonky. Mm -hmm. You're a crazy person. People are going to agree with me. And they're going to be like, me too. I always Just like Indian princesses. (laughs) I'm So pissed
0: when everybody no. was like, I belong to that, I belong to that, I belong to that. Well, because in, in the
1: episode I said, everyone's going to say they belong mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm. it. Must Do you think it's a West Coast thing then? It even? may it may be. It's definitely I'm a never. YMCA thing. Right.
0: So, And they did a movie about it. I forgot about Man of the House. It was
1: so freaking good with Chevy Chase. JTT. I mean, so that picture did crack me up, and that's the thing. Like, people tag me and stuff, but they—they they especially. It's like if they could tag Sarah more, they would. <laughs> They're like, "Susie, I agree with. I'm Sarah Rice. <laughs> and I was in the same group, and I poop in record stores, and we are oh just my like God, get Sarah.
0: Out. No, people are gonna have other weird places. There's not a place that you like, maybe a restaurant or a library not. or a house that you.
1: I wish I would go there all oh the my time. God, no joke.
0: You, yeah, I'm
1: super into that. I would be psyched to get that trigger. It mm. does not happen for me, and I'm jealous. And that's mm. probably why I'm probably being is. mean about it. You've right always
0: now. been jealous of my poop schedule. <laughs> I
1: have actually. Always. The sad thing is that that's actually it true. It totally is. <laughs> Gross, but true. Oh, um, hold that everything. Cracks me up. <clears throat> I'm gonna look at my little list of notes because I feel like there was something that I wanted to tell you. Oh, I do think... So do you have a favorite oxymoron? Oh. Or wait, is that the right word? Yeah, like like um,
0: jumbo shrimp? So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you have a favorite one? Um, I
0: mean, jumbo shrimp is always my go-to because I just think it's so silly.
1: My new but, favorite is soap scum. Oh my God, that's such a good one. It used to be good grief. That used to be um, my favorite one. A, let's just talk about oxymorons for a while. <laughs> Other ones that we
0: love. Because
1: right now I'm like, that's
0: the only one I could think of was jumbo shrimp, but that's like the most boring one. No, no, no. Because good grief is great.
1: Soap scum is such a good one. Because it's like. Because it conjures up a gross, like. Because scum is like the most disgusting thing ever. Soap, you're like, that's how you get rid of scum. Exactly.
0: This is great.
1: What are but some other ones? What makes me bring it up yeah. is because I think a lot about that story you told about when you pooped on your. Why are we talking about poop so much today? <laughs> Thank God they came out with a frowny face
0: poo emoji because.
1: <laughs> when you went running with Landon mm-hmm. and you need, you had an emergency and you scaled a fence to get to the porta potty, which was so great. Yes, I did. And I was thinking about that story and laughing to myself. And then I thought about the the phrase dry run. And how that's like the opposite of a dry run. I did not have a dry run. And so it's like that was the oxymoron mm-hmm. that made me think of it. but it it's was. It's in, only applicable in this in case. That yeah, sc- in that scenario. That was, in the, God the, it was the opposite whoa. of a dry runs. Oh my like God. dry runs <laughs> is an yes, oxymoron. yes, yes. Do you have any others that you can think of? Oh, my God. I'm trying to think. The best um, part is that I can now delete this from my notes that, on my phone. Like, okay, I went over dry you know run. I
0: actually probably, you know, now that you even mentioned notes in here, I, too, think I added things to my notes recently. Um, One thing um, I want to know is, what? sorry.
1: Oh, no. Go ahead. You know how I hate whistlers?
0: I do know how you hate whistlers.
1: Do you know any women that no, are sort of- no.
0: Whistlers? Nope. None. It's Only Men. What the fuck is that about?
1: (laughs) Wes is probably going
0: to be mad at me because I'm cursing on this episode because I I got a tweet from him that was like, oh, I love your episodes, but Sarah's a potty mouth. He can fucking can it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like whistlers like if we could do a scientific study on whistling people like compulsive whistlers like these men that like are at target and they're fucking whistling down the aisles if we could do a scan of their brain we would find out that they are sociopaths because it is a complete disregard for other people i was just gonna
0: say no sympathy or like empathy i bet they would rate low on an empathy scale
1: uh yeah because it's totally inconsiderate i don't want to hear your disgusting lips making noise and now that we've been thinking of it i came up
0: with my new favorite oxymoron what unpopular celebrity oh that is a good one because we would be oxymorons (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> not in this not to the brain candy brainiacs but
1: right unpopular yeah, is a good one right that makes no sense you're unpopular but you're famous right <gasps> can't get insurance
0: right yep mm-hmm. oxymoron
1: are we've gone down like two octaves since we started <laughs> what right. i hate it <laughs> um yes yeah. i'm gonna continue my in-depth look at whistlers though you and get to the bottom line. I'll never
0: forget that guy in Brazil that would whistle every morning when we were staying at a... You and I... Oh, my God. You don't even remember. She's looking at me like she's... I remember because you were so upset. What?
1: What We what were happened? staying... It
0: was the same hostel that we were staying out at that advertised that they had laundry service. Coco
1: yeah. And then
0: we got there and it was washboards where we had to do the laundry. And <laughs> like Susie we and I were pioneers. like, remember when we were optimistic about this? That same trip, uh, probably because you've forgotten, because that took over in your memory. But there was a guy. We spent like three or four nights there. Three nights there, and there was a dude who we our our room backed up to an alley or, or like a courtyard. Yeah, and he was whistling at the bottom of that courtyard, and you got mad because you were saying whistle a song. Don't like if you're gonna whistle, I need it to be a tune. You're just whistling. That's not even a song. And I believe you yelled at him.
1: No. At least did like a hey. Meanwhile, he doesn't even probably speak English. No. That is so great. I love that I did that. And I was right about all of Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, if you are gonna whistle, which you shouldn't, at least whistle a song. Mm. I don't get it. I hate you. Whistlers, all of you. I know none of them listen, though, because it's a male thing. All mm-hmm. right.
0: Remember when we talked about Southwest and how they have uh, um, people who are, like music on board now and how we hate that? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Southwest.
0: Uh, Southwest. What did I say? I don't know. Oh, well, I meant Southwest. Um, I also was listening to this woman who was talking about how Southwest developed their seating plan, their, like their seating policy. I'm already mad. What is it? They modeled it after ants.
1: Oh, okay. And how
0: ants find their way through a small, narrow opening. You mean in terms
1: of who goes on first or what? Yeah, like in the way that they, they looked at it and I, and I... But they don't have assigned seating. Well, I... <laughs>
0: no, I mean... Like the ants don't have assigned seating? Oh, that's what I thought you were saying. <laughs> no, I was like, that's adorable. Rest. I was listening stop to a rest. woman talk about the seating and how they <clears throat> came up with a different way of seating. And all she said in this... In this conversation was, did you know that they modeled that after ants? And the woman who was talking was a writer, and she said, "Yeah, I did a whole article about how Southwest used the movement and motion of ants through a small narrow passageway to develop their plan for how they arrange their seating." I I wrote this down to look up on my drive here, so I did not do the research, but I was like, "Hey, I should <laughs> just bring this up because you know, what ifs We brought up poo.
1: Interesting because. Like I said, Southwest is the one airline that doesn't do assigned seating. So it's, um, you go on board based on when you check in. Yeah. So I don't get that. There was something that that they used. So that's an interesting idea. About like
0: swarm intelligence was what they called it. Ants freak me out. Me too. Have you seen that death spiral that they get in? No. Oh my God, Suze, I'm about to blow your mind. Okay, so ants follow each other because they follow the natural scent. There's like a pheromones that are left and ants deliver information based on um, like they're able to communicate whether they're coming to the nest or away from the nest based on the pheromones that they have and like the scent that they're giving out. So. Sometimes in like stormy weather or weather that can throw off, like, affect air and like how the air circulates. If the air gets trapped in almost a circular um, like pattern, ants go in, form what's called a death spiral where they keep following the same circle and they, all of them are following each other and they just keep going in a circle and a circle and a circle. So you'll see this, this like swarm of ants in a circle. It'll give you goosebumps if you look it up. And they can even, like they cling together and they hold on and they'll, this, they can like float in water all together because they'll, it's bizarre. Ants Ants have really weird. Swarming behaviors, but this death spiral one is one that will totally give you the heebie-jeebies if you look that at it. It's
1: so gross. Yeah, there's so, so many of they them. They have
0: groups that exhibit swarming intelligence that have no central leader, but rather members interact with each other based solely on information that they have locally, and so they use this when they were planning out the seeding of Southwest.
1: I am fascinated. They
0: simulated it based on swarm intelligence to determine whether an open seating policy was more efficient
1: than oh, okay. airlines who
0: assigned seating. And they found okay. out that, yes, it is more efficient.
1: I do love Southwest, especially if they want to sponsor. No, if they put a <laughs> freaking band on there, then I will ban them for life. Unless they want to be a sponsor. Unless they want to support the getting <laughs> <Yeah. rank. laughs> Podcast. All right, people, we're out of here. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review because it's the right thing to do. I mean, where else can you get information about poop and ass? Oh, my God. I feel really... I I have regrets (laughs) about all the poop talk. But you know what? It's interesting. It is. Everybody poops people. That's right. There's books about it. Bye.
0: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used
1: cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented...